The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with your host, Dee Lee. It is common for all of us to take things for granted, the familiar in our daily lives. For example, our home, our job, our health, our relationships with family and friends and pets. By paying attention and polishing your own life gems, you can add your light to life. And that creates a mighty gem. On today's program, you will learn how paying attention to the small things can make your life mighty. So polish the facets of the extraordinary jewels around you by joining your host, Dee Lee. Learn how being mighty is possible when you polish the extraordinary jewels in your life. Now, here is your host, Dee Lee. Welcome to our show, Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. My name is Dee Lee, and today I'm honored to have our guest host, Lynn Sherell. What are gems and jewels really? They are stones and tend to have different value for each person. It depends on how they each relate to them individually as to the true value they have. As a very little stone or pebble, they could be considered to be very small from a physical size, but could have a huge value in terms of a different sense and basic effect. As we are spotlighting everyday jewels, we are taking a closer look at ordinary things in our daily living that are really magnificent when we stop and pay attention. As with jewels, the value is in the eye of the beholder. The sparkle that can be an actual different attraction for everyone, but it tends to catch our attention. We are inspired. A quote by T.F. Hodge, when you're a light instead of a dim switch, your brightness radiates in every direction. And that has such a visual. <laughs> you know, it's very um, enlightening if you want to look at it that way, um, as we are a light. Many people don't realize that we humans come equipped with an inner light that is powered by universal consciousness. Located at the top of your head, you can access your crown chakra to feel lighter, more inspired, and in the flow of creative visions. This energetic connection also cultivates your spiritual awareness. No two paths are alike, so it is vital to honor your own bright light, Despite the potential feelings of conflict between what you have been taught and what you believe, you are still in control of your light beam and where you shine it. You can tap into the universal harmony to experience enlightenment and peace on command. We are exploring how to illuminate your path so you can see clearly where you are really going in the biggest sense. The words today we are sharing and exploring have to do mostly with the seventh chakra, which some people refer to as the crown chakra, someone having spiritual enlightenment and illumination. Our references refer to it as to know and our thoughts, having cosmic energy and all-knowing source light. Our life force penetrates into our energy system through this chakra and flows down through the other energy centers to the first or root chakra, 
We are inspired by our divine connection and filled full of grace, living in present time of now in harmony, we, in harmony with our physical being and will. When we are able to connect to our source energy, our perceptions of reality are different and we are able to attract abundance to ourselves in all kinds of ways. Eckhart Tolle said, to know yourself as the being underneath the thinker, the stillness underneath the mental noise, the love and joy underneath the pain is freedom, salvation, and enlightenment. The seventh chakra is located at the top of your head and is symbolized as a thousand petal lotus, um, also representing infinity. That is our direct divine connection to our higher source, vitality, passion, and dignity. The number of petals is really symbolic in that the number of thousand add up and reduce to the number one in numerology. The number one relates to strong leadership and willpower, courageous and driven personality type, having a pioneer spirit with independence and the ability to approach issues using unique perspectives. The crown chakra encompasses all of your senses is associated with both the color violet, which is the highest color in the light spectrum, and the color white, which is purity, and the color of the divine light. Our mind is infinite and powerful, and what we think affects everything in our lives. Dr. Wayne Dwyer said, When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. I think that's very powerful. Oh. <laughs> that right there, that's like the whole thing. Is that, yeah. Different, I mean, it's so incredible. You know what? That just happened to me. Can I just tell you a little sure, story? Sure, Like sure. about, oh, I don't know, for a while I was thinking, oh, I'm losing so much weight. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, you know, eating all the right things or whatever. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm, you know, but why, why don't my clothes fit anymore? I'm like, oh, it must be because I'm losing weight. And then I went to the doctor and weighed myself. <laughs> <laughs> And it changed everything. And then suddenly I was like, oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it was pretty interesting. I was thinking I was getting skinnier while I was gaining weight. <laughs> oh, no. It's a perception. It's well, a it perception. Shifts, it yeah. shifts around. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. That is not the kind of shift you want to have. But the point is that when you change the way you look at things, then you can you can see them as they are, you know. Well, it's interesting, too. Uh, yesterday I happened to be in the post office, and um, I looked at – you know, there was a person standing at the a kiosk getting stamps or something. And I looked just, you know, at his form and I thought, I know that form from somewhere. Can't tell you why, where. And so I, I went about what I was doing there and came back and he came up to me. And he goes, are you so-and-so? Are you D? And I said, yeah, you look familiar. He'd probably gain about 50 pounds. You know, just I exploded. And he looked at me, he goes, I thought that was you, and you've lost so much weight. And so <laughs> it's kind of like that perception again, because you, you get on a path, because I've been focused that way for the last, you know, four months. And, um, you know, it's it's like you lose track of what the reality looks like, because you're focused, and you know it's happening, because you get on the scale, and it's on the other side. <laughs> You know, every scale is different because mine at home is different than the one at the doctor's and the other place I'm checking in. So, yeah, perception is huge. It yeah. really is. It changes everything. Yep. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And suddenly, you know, you can have all new kinds of insights and it can change your life. It has, yeah. 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 So the word um, 
illumination comes to us from the 14th century Middle English, medieval Latin, and relates to multiple other words having to do with knowledge, insight, wisdom, being a source of light. Bryant McGill said, seek for illumination of self and then the world through the simple, humble, almighty, supreme virtue of love. Buddha suggests to enjoy good health, to bring true happiness to one's family, to bring peace to all. One must first discipline and control one's own mind. If a man can, man or woman can control his mind, he can find the way to enlightenment, and all wisdom and virtue will naturally come along. There are a lot of ways that we communicate the existence of our intuitive parts of ourselves, but it seems like we're always whispering about it rather than boldly, ta boldly talking about it. If we open up the channels in ourselves and have more flow in this area, it could be a valuable asset for us to use as a compass for our daily living. And as each chakra helps to govern different areas of our physical body as well as our emotions, the violet chakra is associated with the pituitary and pineal glands. The pineal gland produces melatonin, which helps regulate our sleep patterns. Well, the pineal gland, known also as the master gland, helps the control of the other endocrine glands. It also is referred to as the primary link between the brain and, the, and our soul. Harry Emerson Fosdick suggests no one can get inner peace by pouncing on it. I thought that was fun. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm waiting. I'm looking. Okay, there's that inner peace. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's yeah. some, I just love the quotes, you know, it just um, gives humor to something that could be very serious. Well, yeah, and, you know, the words of the masters, it's like, why reinvent the wheel? They've already got it covered for us. So, you know, mm -hmm. they, it, it's amazing. Um, something that you said in there that I think is really pro, I mean, there's so much in there. Like, I mm -hmm. could literally stop you every sentence. I have to sometimes admire my restraint because there's so, <laughs> <laughs> there's always something there. But like when you said now that we're always whispering about it instead of boldly talking about it. I think that, um, I think part of that is because I think we worry about being judged by others mm -hmm. where like if we get this insight and it tells us to do something where it like to other people, it will look crazy. And I've recently had experiences like, well, I have them all the time, but um, you know, my latest one is like, you know, I'm moving out of state because I got an insight that said, you know, where I live now is not good for me. So I'm literally going to pick up and move. And when I'm doing that, I'm the brand new furniture that I've had for a year, I'm selling it all. And people are like, why don't you just hold on to your furniture? I'm like, why move it? <laughs> like, right. I'll get there. And you know, so when you when you um, don't claim it, it doesn't have the same amount of power. Like if you really just say it, and stand in that and really relate to what's happening with that, it changes, again, it changes everything. This illumination um, puts the light of truth. And sometimes it's not comfortable. It goes underneath. Like illumination with the light of truth, it holds up the spotlight of truth in your foundation. Mm -hmm. And so it's That's looking for the sure. cracks. Yeah. 
in your in the root chakra exactly like it's looking for the cracks in your foundation and where you have things that are not serving you or where you have weakness or vulnerability so and and really that's what happens when a message comes in from the seventh chakra which is the direct connect with greater consciousness it filters into the third eye as some sort of inspired message or thought and then um so that interprets it it drops it then into the fifth chakra in your throat and you can decide what you want to manifest with it and then you speak it into being and then it drops into your fourth chakra and you decide your relationship with it in terms of the degree of love or attention you're going to give it and then from there you make decisions about how you're going to relate to it in your third chakra and then you decide how it's going to relate with um, how you create in your world and your significant other relationships and then it drops into your first chakra like it goes all the way down so Anais Nin said there are very few human beings who receive the truth complete and staggering by instant illumination. So very few human beings who receive the truth complete and staggering by instant illumination. Most of them acquire it fragment by fragment on a small scale by successive developments cellularly from your cells like a laborious mosaic. And that's the way it is. But it'll come in. It'll come in fast, but you might only get a little piece of it, right? Well, it's what I was envisioning when I saw this quote was um, like a stained glass window. I mean, yeah. that's what I saw, and it was like, wow, you know, that stained glass window has light behind it, but it depends upon the imagery that you have in the window as to what you see and so you feel. Yeah, and if you work on your own inner light, then you get, you get to see a lot more of the nuances and the colors and the interplay of the light specs, right? So, well, you see both sides, because then you're on one side, the light's on the other side, coming in so you've got the whole you've got a a dimensional uh spectrum there oh i love that it's kind of what i was seeing i think that's fantastic i love that i don't know i think that needs to be a blog article or something (laughs) yeah i mean it was just like wow the this whole illumination i was getting a lot of illumination (laughs) as we were preparing for today's show and so it's kind of like Oh, yeah, these were aha. Oh, well, my gosh, that's so Well, look at this. This is very incredible. <laughs> so we always have fun in these shows because we totally are not sure where we're going <laughs> sometimes. Well, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Well, we, and, and we live our focus. So whatever yeah. it is that we're looking at, and we knew that the, this was going to be all about illumination, and so there it presented to us. So, you know, it's really interesting. Now, you know, something to know is that modern Western medicine does not really support the existence of chakras, even though we've been talking about it. And so many people haven't heard of them or they think of them as something that's like very woo woo. And, um, you know, (laughs) the technical term. Yes. Woo woo. I used to tell people I'm woo woo and I was way ahead of my time because they really thought I was nuts. They were like, what? You know, now, now everybody thinks it's cool. I actually have a website called the woo woo guru. I really do. It was, (laughs) but you know, um, now, in eastern areas, including Aboriginal people, they are not only aware of them, but they know how the system works and what they're capable of doing. So, you know, it depends on the area of the world and how open you are to um, understanding this. But a lot of times, more ancient or earth-based or uh, not as technically advanced societies actually get this stuff, which is way more advanced than anything, you know, that technology can produce, really. Well, so, interestingly, when you talk to people, sometimes people will look like, you know, they understand initially or they're curious and then their eyes glaze over. 
<laughs> I mean, it's right? when you're really tuned into this and you can start really speaking it, because it is a different language. Oh, it and really um, people's eyes glaze over and they will just kind of like fade away. You know, it's, it's really fascinating. Unless you can make it relevant to them. Yeah. Like when you can say, look, this is a vital energy system you need to know about. And here's how it works in your body. Here's how negative feelings can result in an out of balance illness or physical condition. So, you know, for example, if the seventh chakra gets blocked, people might experience confusion depression, senility, fear of success, lack of inspiration, and from a physical health standpoint, migraines, brain tumors, amnesia, mental issues, nervous system disorders. Um, There might be a sensitivity to light um, or have chronic fatigue, be tired all the time. Emotionally, the seventh chakra controls our feelings of peace and helps integrate the whole of who we are. So when we're truly connected and in balance within this energetic system, we find that we're able to understand and learn new information easily. And We can make logical decisions and feel open-minded and thoughtful and take it all in. So ultimately, each of us are in control of our body and our life because only we control our thinking. And so when we actively pursue forgiveness, it will help release any old imprints from the past. If you're truly focused and unconditional about releasing these imprints, you will likely experience amazing healing in all areas of your energetic system. So Lao Tzu said, if you are depressed, you're living in the past. If you're anxious, you're living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present. So true. By taking time to control our thoughts, we can achieve balance and peace in many aspects of our lives. And as we are on this prospecting journey of discovering through our chakras, we're clearly working with an ancient energy system and it defies time and space. It's a system of flow. And system means a method, a plan, a procedure that can look complex from the outside, but because it's made up of a lot of moving parts, but by putting them together in a step-by-step process, you can plug yourself into that, your awareness into that, and have ideas of the direction that you're going in. Yeah, it's a really journey. Mm-hmm. And as we've been exploring a lot of individual, unique, valuable, we call it prospecting for ores and million, you know, and um, basic minerals. minerals. Um, you know, that's been rather interesting because um, those are very deeply ingrained in us. And some are visible and others are hidden from the surface. And the combination and mixture is what make us valuable. But also pl- potentially explosive if you mix up the wrong chemicals. For most people, the word mining relates to several related words. Excavating will bring up a lot of different images. Basically, it is a process of extracting the valuable substances of or, or minerals from the ground. Some mines are holes. Others are open pits. Some use water running over the ground to erode the underlying strata and minerals. Having the right mining equipment will ultimately make the discovery easier, more amazing, and more fun. With this knowledge, you will have the confidence of knowing how to maneuver around the hurdles and roadblocks that stand between you and the almost unlimited amount of mining claims. While others may hear about the claiming rights and are scrambling and running around in circles trying to figure out the whole process. And as we look closer with our inspection and ways of interpreting what we are seeing in this energetic system, we need to also take a look at the variety of ways that we can get the intriguing information we have to show up as we get in touch with our powerful inner information systems. Question is, are we listening? Mm -hmm. When we seek to gain clarity about ourselves, it will lead to wanting to know more about the world around us. 
Now, as we've been exploring our mighty gems over the last period, we have been doing a lot of deep prospecting within ourselves. It is a profound experience to go deeper and has a lot of understanding of how our human energy system works. And as you discover more clarity, the floodgate of inspiration will come forth with new connections and experiences that feel correctly timed. And with that, uh, Nicole Tesla said, it is paradoxical yet true to say that the more we know, the more ignorant we become in the absolute sense, for it is only through enlightenment that we become conscious of our limitations. Precisely one of the most gratifying results of intellectual evolution is the continuous opening up of new and greater prospects. And on that note, we're going to break for a short commercial and we'll be right back with our Mighty Gem Focus. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who have turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Like so many others, do you put on a game face to the world? The stress of home life, work life, and personal life converge on us on practically a daily basis. Yet, so rarely do we let others see our real selves. And we carry on like we don't have a single problem. We need to connect and to find out we're not alone. Tune into Stories from the Heart of Leadership with host Shamin Sadek to find out not only what's been created, but the story behind it. Listen live every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. 
Now, back to this week's show. Gems, thanks for joining us today. We're uh, putting a spotlight on the jewel of illumination. And uh, some of this that we're talking about is based on a book that I wrote called Heal the Chakras of Your Business. Adapt ancient wellness systems for the wealth of your business today. And even though it's uh, that happens to be slanted toward a business perspective, um, in that there's a lot of the overview. You really just have to understand the whole system of the chakras. It's a subtle energy system and a window to our soul with, con- with connections to our soul's consciousness. And so um, the seventh chakras we're talking about is at the top of your head. And this chakra is really about your nervous system and we think of this as the um, gateway for enlightenment and com- cosmic consciousness and um, perfection because we're we're connected to the divine quote unquote her you know our our greater collective um, unconsciousness the conscious unconsciousness <laughs> So the basis of the seventh chakra is that of knowledge and information and understanding it's really the spiritual gateway to and of the higher self. And so the essence of the seventh chakra is bliss. And this is how they they hook all the monks. Because, you know, you get a shot of, of what it's like. And it's like, ooh, I want more of that, right? So they end up like hanging out on top of mountains and wearing robes and whatever. It's like, you know, when you're in that blissful state, that's all that is. It's oneness when the, with the universe. And for me, it's really one of the keys to my business because I'm working with my seventh chakra to help connect source in helping entrepreneurs, people like, you know, whoever, like you who are listening to this program to share your message and change the planet. And it pulls me out of bed every day. It's, it is so exciting. It's amazing. And so for me, the seventh chakra is really about connection to source. It's about selflessness and humanitarianism and seeing the larger picture and patterns. And it's about space and inspiration and inspired action. So connection to spirituality and trusting um, light and being devoted to something bigger than you, this is all in the seventh chakra. It's where the transcendent ideas, like when they come in, you're like, wow, where'd that come from? Sometimes it can even be prophetic thoughts, um, as in prophets, you know, prophetic. It's the mystical connection to grace and to fate. The fear of the seventh chakra is actually the dark side of the soul, to have a dark night of the soul. It's about spiritual abandonment, having the loss of identity, and the loss of connection to the greater whole. This fear can be just devastating. When, you know, we can have a spiritual crisis, and that moment is a seventh chakra issue. So in the seventh chakra, we ask illusion to be removed and to connect with source to be our guide. And that can actually compete with external authority figures in our lives. I have lived that one because my mother would tell me to do something different every time. But I have to follow what source says. And source says, okay, pack up and move from Palm Springs, California to Austin, Texas, where I now live in 12 days or less. And I said, Okay. I had no idea. I wasn't planning on it, but I needed to do it. And of course, it was exactly the right thing I needed to do. But through the seventh chakra, it made total sense. In the external world, not so much. So when we're really in tune with the seventh chakra, we become the vessel for furthering our own development. And for me, that is a huge motivator because as we grow and develop, we become leaders here. We are the ones who are about to change the planet. 
Now, if we do have a spiritual crisis, what happens there is that we will often feel an absence of meaning. We might have strange new fears show up. We might feel a need to experience devotion to something bigger. Those are the qualities that we want to look for that will say, yes, that's it. I now know I'm in a spiritual crisis. And sometimes just being able to articulate that is enough to give us space to allow, to allow it to help us get to our next best level. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. And then continuing with your wonderful, insightful book details, the seventh chakra is about life purpose and authentic path and partnership with, from, or with source. If we are ever in a place where we're saying, I just don't get the bigger picture, what we want to do there is we want to cultivate our seventh chakra ability to receive information. I think we get a lot, but I think we don't always know how to interpret it. This is our connection to Source, removing illusion, trust, devotion, and prophecy and grace. Source guiding us and becoming a vessel for further development. The questions that I have for you here in the seventh chakra are, who are you through Source's eyes? Because now this is a very personal thing, and I believe the cosmos lives through us in physical form. We're here as little points of light, little pieces of divinity, all having different adventures, and they're all necessary to create a much bigger picture, just like atoms and cells and cells in the body. There's a unique purpose despite them being cells, but they contribute to a bigger picture, just as we humans do. Can you see all the little cells having conversations? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're just hanging out around a little bonfire going, okay, what's that one doing? How's that? Hey, Sam, how you doing over there? You know, it's like... It's amazing. And, you know, these cells give you, you know, you get so much information and it transmits all the way through every part of you. And it's in really... another log. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. It's really about, do you know who you are as you're living your life? Do you know who you are through your career, your business? Does your, do you, is your identity, um, clear and articulate are you living in illusion on any level Um, is your is your career or your life or your business in a growth crisis are you saying one thing but doing another are you marketing one thing but selling another do you see the bigger picture in how your contributions can and will change the world? Because this matters. It, where you're putting your time matters. Are you following the urges you get? Do you follow the glimmers of insight, the whispers of intuition on what to do? Those gut level feelings, and I say gut because it's in the gut, but it's also coming through the divine. Well, do you follow those? Do you listen? These are the things that people might ignore. And, and when um, you know they get the thwap upside the head because things didn't turn out the way they expected. It's always like, wait a minute, you know, it could have been a lot different if only they would have followed that, right? So, so that becomes a question. Are you listening to source or are you listening to other people or other authorities or, you know, what? Because really that higher power, now I say source, now it's higher power, God, whatever it is for people, you know, source, that higher power trumps everything else. So is what you're doing every day, is that part of your purpose or is it something you're just doing for money? And, and it's okay if it is just for money to be really clear on that. Be clear on what you're doing and why. So Cynthia Selly described this overall experience as, um, and this is one of my favorite quotes, for a seed to achieve its greatest expression, it must come completely undone. The shell cracks, its insides come out, and everything changes. To someone who doesn't understand growth, it would look like complete destruction. Yeah, I love... I'm, and. 
I look at our garden and I look at, at it in the sense of some of this growth and, and ebbs and flows. You know, if you look at it from a reality perspective, you know, it's very devastating to look at flowers that have this big, gracious, you know, presentation and then they just kind of like wilt down to nothing. <laughs> and yet that's the cycle of life. What would exactly. happen if we had no death? If there was mm-hmm. no death, it would be terrible. Everything, you know, we'd be still bumping into Socrates at the grocery store. Like it's just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it would just be really weird, right? So it really is about having the cycles of life and following your own energy cycles. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're doing that, by the way, things like Money, that's not a high enough vibration for you to really do anything. Money is an outcome. It's a byproduct of an outcome, really. It's a byproduct of doing what's right and what's meant for you. And the more value that you contribute to the world, the more money you end up bringing in. So generally speaking, though, money isn't always a a big enough reason to sustain growth over time. I know that's a big statement because we all like to have money. But if push comes to shove, it's really about meaning, Studies even show that employees aren't motivated as much by money as they are by the chance to really do something meaningful with their life. Do you see where there are really uh, larger patterns emerging through your business? Do you feel inspired by your business? Does your business inspire your potential clients and customers? Does your business inspire your team? Do you tap into get insights on a regular basis from your seventh chakra? Again, these are very big questions, but it can be absolutely illuminating when you're able to do that. And when we say business, we're talking career or life or contribution. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, are there larger patterns emerging in your life? Are you inspired by what you're doing and spending your time on every day? Does what you do inspire others around you? Do you tap in to get these insights? These, you know, you want to think about this in a creative way. And, you know, everybody looks... You know, some people look at business as busyness, mm. and it's really kind of an interesting uh, comparative if you're an employee versus, you know, owning your own business. There can be different parts of it that, that apply, but in the general sense, I've been in both shoes um, or both seats, and, you know, it's, it's like it's a perception, because if you really perceive yourself in an, as an employee really contributing, it is a part of your accepting the philosophy and the goals of your um, career path there that you're really diving into. And so it can be a blend without having that totally s- separated. Know that we are not meant to struggle, and a lot of people feel like struggling. You're not meant to struggle. But you're neither. But neither are we here to coast through life. Be aware of what you're creating. Your business is merely a reflection of you, and it can show you what you need to work on. You can make better decisions, and those will be reflected to shift in your life as well. Some of the information we have explored here might have created a little bit of a sting, a ping, a charge in your awareness. Consider that your um, invitation to understand what's happening it's a wake-up call to your consciousness and there's an there's really nothing to fear about it the greater fear is if you actually keep sleeping through a perfect storm that would be a little difficult (laughs) (laughs) and that is huge like what if there's a perfect storm going on around you and you don't even know it like Mm -hmm. oh my goodness then what right 
So really, this is about embracing your limitations. It's a great big billboard that, you know, that's showing you where your next growth opportunity is. If you turn the other way or you ignore it or you hide from it or whatever, it doesn't make it go away. Your business will reflect where you're stuck. Your life issues will reflect where you're stuck. Your, the same issues that show up in relationships over and over and over. That's going to reflect where you're stuck. And your seventh chakra is going to try to bring in information to give you new insight. So this is a new way to understand your energy um, in that it moves through your life, your business, your career. And as we're talking about chakras, it's just it's a new way to think. It's a way to see how your life is reflecting what's actually happening for you. And there's a lot of power in that energy. So you can use this information to discover what you're creating and what you're healing and what you can do to support your life in your career and your business proactively so that you can take you and everything that you're creating to the next best level. So through my client relationships, I've heard a lot of different questions and comments about how this information is very appropriate as an integration between what's happening to ourselves and what we're doing in our career and livelihood and business. Sometimes we have to go back to the basics to strengthen the foundation of understanding of the entirety of the whole system. It can be overwhelming about how powerful it may seem and it can bring up a lot of questions on where the heck do you start. So I had a person ask a really interesting question. Um, The question was, if there is an imbalance in a chakra, will it automatically show up in your business? And if yes, must the personal chakra be balanced and healed in order to ultimately heal the business? And also, can the business be healed strictly by doing the personal work or can the personal be healed and balanced through the business? And basically, if there's an imbalance either way, the chakras of your business or career will take their lead from your personal chakra. So whatever's going on in your personal chakra will be reflected in your business because your business is you, but you are not it. So your personal chakra will definitely be reflected in your business and it will show up in a way where you can see it differently because you're going to see the results that you're getting in your business and and that approach will affect the entire system. So anywhere you make a shift, this is the bottom line really, anywhere that you make a shift, it will show up and affect all the other parts because it's all holistic. Where we're talking about it like it's compartmentalized, but it's really not. It's it's actually the whole thing. It's holistic. And our life's work and business and career is a reflection of us, particularly if we are self-employed, our individual practitioners, or if we are the, you know, the sole breadwinner. If, our, if what we're doing relies specifically on us, we are the person that keeps everything going. And then what we're doing for our livelihood is absolutely our mirror. Yeah, the sparkling focus we have been exploring here has a lot of different approaches, understandings, and possible discussions. Ken Kesey said, it isn't by getting out of the world that we become enlightened, but by getting into the world, by getting so tuned in that we can ride the waves of our existence and never get tossed because we become the waves. And I thought that was incredibly, you know, just like descriptive. Beautiful. When we can see clearly from our own perspective, there really is a path, an adventurous journey to discover. It can sometimes seem daunting as you discover each of the interconnected aspects of yourself, both within yourself and with others around you. The more questions we ask, the more questions we get and and want to seek answers to. Mostly it comes to logics that don't make sense anymore 
and or don't seem to explain the why of something that used to be the norm. And because it was the norm, it stayed in the background. It has been an interesting process through the weekly focuses over the last series of shows discovering the details and integrated system components within each of us. One of my guidance people had a profound obvious suggestion. (laughs) It seemed obvious. As you discover more within and how it works, start to apply what you have learned in your focus, outside of yourself, in your relationships, in your space around you. Once you have the new perceptions and having embraced them in your new way of being, you can't take the glasses off. There are really no glasses to take off. It is the authentic you who has emerged from your shell. And that happened to me about two weeks ago. So it's it's like an incredible experience that I'm having with you know this whole experience of discovery. And it's very uh, much like Deepak Chopra says, according to Vendata, there are only two symptoms of enlightenment, just two indications that a transformation is taking place within you toward a higher consciousness. The first symptom is that you stop worrying. Things don't bother you anymore. You become lighthearted and full of joy. The second symptom is that you encounter more and more meaningful coincidences in your life and more synchronicities. And this really accelerates to the point where you actually experience the miraculous. Love it. Awesome. It's it's just been very incredible. Absolutely. And on that very incredible and miraculous note, we're going to take a little break. And when we get back, we're going to keep rolling with the seventh chakra. So stay tuned. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you living your dream yet? If not, then why not? Everyone has. Is there a real magic formula for success, or is it something more? Does the divine nature within, when activated, become a powerful unified force that catapults an individual to greatness? Join visionary host Sharon Rose Washington, author, empowerment life coach, and energy healer, to explore the answer to the big question of why we are here. She'll have amazing luminary guests ranging from business thought leaders to top celebrities. Tune in every Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. If you're looking for tips for personal success, look no further than DJ and the Bear, keeping you at the top of your game with your hosts, leadership and personal effectiveness consultant, Deetta Jones, and Richard Dent, formerly of the champion Chicago Bears. Together as a husband and wife team, they've raised a family, owned two successful businesses, led major philanthropic initiatives through their foundation, and lived the ultimate lifestyle. Find out their secrets. Listen every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. 
Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. are listening to Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels with Dee Lee. To reach the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send us an email to jewels at mightygems.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back to Mighty Gems, where we are spotlighting the jewel of illumination. And I thought it might be kind of interesting to walk through a little meditation on how to um, move your energy. What do you think? Should we do it, Dee? I think that would be great. Awesome. Well, and you know, this can also be really helpful if you've got a team that you're working with. Um, everyone comes into that with their own set of stuff. And so you just want to get really clear, uh, you know, as much as possible. So, you know, this is really a great grounding exercise that will check each of your chakras and you'll ask it to open and balance at an optimal pace for you. So this is just a little bit of a quick overview when I do this, you know, in person. This is probably a good I'm going to say 30 to 40 minutes. So, um, because it's really, it's an energy technique to work with your personal chakras. But for me, I always start with a grounding point exercise. And so when you do any meditation like this, you would close your eyes in a seated position and then imagine that there's a cord attached to your tailbone. It can be any width, any density or material, whatever it is, it's going to be perfect for you. It can be as wide as your tailbone, as wide as your hips, as wide as the sofa you're sitting on, whatever it is that feels right for you, that's what it is. It can be any color, any material. So that is attached to your tailbone. And then you want to send the other end down deep into the center of the earth. And you're going to notice that there's a plaque there with your name and date of birth on it. The reason for that is it's your plaque. It's like your little docking station. So plug your the other end of your cord in there into that port. And really what this does is it's going to allow the energy that you release to go into this grounding cord down into a place where Mother Earth can take it and filter it and shift it. It will clean that energy up so it can be used and available for something else. So now in your mind's eye, bring your attention back up to the top of your cord, you know, at your tailbone, kind of gently sort of tug on it and just make sure it's securely attached. And as you do that, you'll notice there's a button or a lever or a switch. There's something there that you can activate. Whatever that is, go ahead and activate it. And from there, all the energy that's in your energy field that's non-supporting, toxic, negative, doesn't belong to you, all of that will whoosh down this grounding cord. And the first time you do this, it may be pretty sludgy. (laughs) It might feel kind of weird. You might actually, like, if you look at it, you might see faces or pictures or numbers or hear things. Um, You know, one time I did this with someone, it was just all cigarettes, like, it was, and it was a, a chronic smoker. And, you know, so you really just want to let all that stuff go. Um, you don't necessarily want to look at it. And the reason for that is because it's not for you. You just want to get it out of your space. If you do look at it um, and watch the energy being released, you can actually sometimes slow down the release, um, which actually makes it a little more painful. And you might even call it back in because it's like, ooh, she's looking at me. He's looking at me. It must mean that I'm, you know, we're friends. (laughs) So, you know, if you just kind of say, you know what, whatever it is, just let it go. That's awesome. If you do look at it, don't worry about it. Just know that, you know, you might want to have to repeat this process. But really, that's the first step is you want to just ground yourself like that. 
Now, the next step is that you would, um, the second phase of this meditation, is that you would call earth energy up into the soul or around the soles of your feet. You bring up that earth energy from the center of the, universe, of, of the earth and you feel it swirling around your ankles and your calves and your knees and your, your, your thighs and your hips. You bring it up to your first chakra right at your groin level and you ask that that earth energy be there and just be available for you to use in your first chakra. Sometimes you might see it as a ball. I see them almost like they're little earths kind of spinning. Um, and so what will end up happening then is that as that's going down, about 90% of that is going to go down that grounding cord. So you'll only hold on to about 10% of that. Now, the third phase of this is that you're actually going to go out to meet with cosmic divine energy and bring some of it back. And it will come into the top of your head. So just in your mind's eye, see yourself going to the edge of the cosmos. And you might want to scoop up a thimbleful or, you know, grab a whole armful or, um, you know, back a Mack truck up to it, whatever it is. You could just get some of that. That divine energy and then bring it in and pour it into the top of your head. It will go down the back of your head, down your neck, down the back of your spine. And in your back, there's four channels, one on either side of your spine, that's two, and then two, one on either side of the outer back. And then those kind of collect and meet again at the small of your back. So you want to bring that divine energy from that point in the small of your back up and under and around. So it's in front of you, in front of that first chakra and mixing with that 10% of earth energy. So about you'll as you do this, about 10% of this cosmic energy will drop down the grounding cord. But in front of you now, you have a little spinning ball that's 90% cosmic energy and about 10% earth energy. Everything else will go down the grounding cord because you just don't need it. So now you bring that energy to each of your chakras and ask that that chakra be operating at optimal pace and speed for you. And you can watch this wheel of light or ball or planet or disc or whatever it is that it looks like for you. Just bring that to each of your chakras and just wait until it settles out and lets you know that it's complete. You'll know when it's complete. You'll have a shift, a peace, a, a quietness, a centering. So you just bring it to the first chakra, you know, ask it to operate at optimal pace and speed for you. And when it's done, you just slide it on up to your second chakra right below your belly button. Ask that that chakra operate at optimal pace and speed for you and wait until it settles out. And then you bring it all the way up to your third chakra just above your belly button. And the same thing, you ask it to operate at optimal pace and speed for you. Wait until it settles out. Bring it to your fourth chakra at your heart. Ask it to, oper to operate at optimal pace and speed for you. Wait for it. When it says yes, move to your fifth chakra at your throat. Ask it to operate at optimal pace and speed for you. Wait till it settles out. And then bring it up to your third eye, your sixth chakra, right at your forehead. And ask it to operate at optimal pace and speed for you. Then wait until it settles out. And when it does, you get to the top of your seventh chakra. And again, you're going to ask that chakra to operate at optimal pace and speed for you. You're going to wait for it to say yes. But you're going to actually ask that energy to radiate out the top of your head, almost like a fountain. You know, it's like a fabulous showgirl with a great big headpiece. <laughs> and, you know, what it does is it will actually circulate in your 
in your energy field, in your orb, and that's all good. It's kind of clearing that out. It's like you, it's almost like if you were in an egg, and that's really good. And then the last phase of this, and and this may be new. This might sound really woo woo to people who have never done energy work, but this is this is an energy technique, and it's really while simple, it is really powerful. So the last phase of this is that you're going to now that you've cleared out all this energy that you don't need, that doesn't belong to you, that's toxic. Um, you now there's kind of like empty space there in your energy field, right? Well, if you didn't fill that up, you would have whatever's kind of swimming by in your energy field. It would just sort of have a place to come and you don't want that. You want to fill your energy space with the energy of you and with higher consciousness. So, that's what we're going to do in this last phase is you're going to bring in a in your mind's eye, see a large golden sun over the top of your head. It's hovering about three feet over your head. And this is your sun. And it can be any kind of sun. It can be liquid or heavy, molten, maybe done with a crayon. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's your sun. So you, you it looks like you need it to look like. And it's a magnetic sun. So you can call into it all of your personal power, any energy that you've left in this lifetime or anywhere else. You can bring that energy back into the sun and you will see, you know, I know this is kind of out there for people, but, um, you know, your sun will probably increase in density or in brightness or boldness. It could get bigger. And as you look at the sun floating above your head, now, when I call my energy back in, it looks like Skittles, you know, like the rainbow <laughs> of Skittles, but it goes backwards into the sun. And so, you know, as you look at the sun floating over your head, you'll notice you have a pin in your hand or you can crack it like an egg or there's a faucet or something. Just whatever that is, do that. And then pour the energy of your sun back into you through the top of your head all the way down to your feet and then watch. It's kind of like pouring a glass of orange juice. You want to watch that energy fill you up or feel it fill you up from the bottom of your feet all the way back up to the top of yourself. And when you feel really full with that, you're complete. And then at that point, take a deep breath and then come back to the present moment and open your eyes. And this whole process is something called running your energy. This is a personal chakra healing meditation that's very effective. And if you don't have a lot of time, you can just do the grounding cord and the golden sun. You know, if you want to skip the whole chakra part in the middle, you know, but whenever you do it, just let the old grounding cord release. It might wither away or drop off or, you know, blow up or whatever. Just, that's okay. Just let it go. Just attach a new one the next time you want to do this grounding exercise. Really, your options are unlimited. Um, You might find your grounding cords change over time. Or that every time you do it, it'll be different. And that's all good. One of my clients, she saw those giant construction tubes, you know, from the top of a building. She was, she, that's, those were her. She was like big industrial size. And then another one had dumpsters. She was like, it's not even a grounding <laughs> You know, and then I had someone else who had like um, a blue with light in it and had like a little tidy bowl man kind of going down the middle. You know, it's like one had green with sparkles. You know, it's really, it's whatever is good for you. It's, this is one way to just work with your chakras from a healing standpoint and a personal balancing perspective. Now, sometimes we're just physically overcommitted in our lives. And, you know, that happens when there's a lack of trust in ourselves and in source energy that we're okay. So we just say yes to everything. We end up running around or feeling like we haven't put enough time or resources or support or whatever it is. And and then that puts us into overwhelm. So that can really come from a couple of different places. It's a very common thing that I think most of us have experienced. So one of the ways to really start calming that down is to work with our 
personal energy and find out what's blocking us from feeling our natural tranquility. That's one way. This exercise is one way to go after shifting that. And then another is to really look at how we can take action that actually moves us forward. That might not be big action. It might just be finding the phone number that you can eventually call. Um, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't actually even have to call that number yet. Maybe tomorrow will be the day that you make the call. It doesn't have to be a big action, but um, the Japanese call it the Kaizen way, where you make progress in five minutes a day toward what you want. Five minutes a day over a week ends up being 35 minutes, right? And over two weeks, that's more than an hour. So you can make progress in little bitty increments toward what you want. Um, and so, uh, you know, you might want to uh, use the Kaizen way to work with your energy. Again, get started. I mean, that's a huge, um, you know, diversion. Put it on your to-do list. Mm-hmm. You know, and what it brings up, too, is meditation has a lot of mystery around it. And the basic word conjures all kinds of exotic thoughts and images when we talk about it or hear about it. There are many definitions and, and many as many methods and multiple versions of how to do this. Basically, what, you know, what overcome is experienced by one person is different from another's experience and what is really the key to tapping into this mighty gem tapping into this gem requires that we get out of our mind and create a calmness that will help clear the path to be able to listen to what is trying to communicate so really from a mindful observation some of these different things that we've talked about could sound you know if it's new could sound stupid or silly to consider it as important but as you look through and get a clarity and you trust in the process and listen, you know, this becomes such a profound opportunity to um, proceed through the, the discovery that we're doing here in the spotlighting process. Yeah. It, well, and it's really important to know that you're not alone and you're not strange if you want to look within to illuminate and get guidance to help you get through life. Um, and you know, what seems stranger to me is that, you know, society at large looks at this process as a mystery and, and might make some judgments to reject the possibilities and outcomes. So really, you know, Mighty Gems, this is about exploring what sparkles as gems, focusing on what's relevant and real and practical for you, um, and looking at your personal values, even if they begin as just having a perceived value. So as you go about the efforts of prospecting for Mighty Gems in yourself and others, it's really looking for special jewels that exist in you and in each of us. So as we connect to ourselves, to nature, and to others with one insight, one choice, and one action, it's just all so fascinating. We broaden our prospecting and can go up and beyond and beyond where we've ever believed we can go and grow. <laughs> yeah, and the part that I like is Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. Do it <laughs> <Right>? now. Now. <laughs> Do it now. Join us next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great weekend. This is Easter, so time to reflect, and on we go. Thank you for joining Dee Lee for Mighty Gems, Spotlighting Everyday Jewels. Be sure to come back for another great show next Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll see you here next week.